You are listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. Perhaps there's no greater skeptic than King David himself. When you look at the Psalms, they are filled with this idea of, God, why have you forsaken me? God, what are you doing in my life? There's people who are haunting me. There's people who are out to get me. I am considered a worm at some points. When I look at Psalm 22 and the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, come up, written by David, I can't help but think about Jesus at, on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And a lot of us have sort of taken this one word and said, oh, God has forsaken. Maybe God couldn't look at his son on the cross because of all the sin of the world. And that's nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is that that verse is there when Jesus is on the cross in the Gospels to remind us that he's actually referencing this psalm. And the fact is, he could possibly even be singing it. Can you imagine Christ singing from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But, but that's not where it ends. You'll, you'll even get to the point in verse 12 where it says, Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan, they encircle me, roaring lions tearing their prey, opening their mouths wide against me. I'm poured out like water. My bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax and it's melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. I thirst. Jesus might even say. But what did Jesus also say from the cross? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It's impossible for us to understand that while Jesus was on the cross in pain, that he was actually offering forgiveness for those who were causing him pain. I don't know that I am always there, but it is a great reminder of what mercy and grace is all about. We received a question uh, in regard to uh, somebody who has been harmed, uh, a child has been harmed. You know, is there, is there grace for the person who harmed them? Does God still love that person? The answer is, does God still love that person? Absolutely, Yes. Um, in many cases there, but for the grace of God, have we gone and we've done some things that we are not proud of. And we know that there is never, there is nothing in all creation that we could do to separate ourselves from God if we are truly repentant and want to be in his love. So does God love that person? Yes. Does God show grace to that person? Well, that's a more tricky question. Should I forgive that person? Well, here's the deal. If you don't forgive that person, I'm sure it's not hurting them any. I'm, I'm sure that that person is not sitting around waiting for your forgiveness. No, the forgiveness that we might give to somebody else who's hurt us or hurt someone we love is more for us. We can choose to live in the victimization. We can choose to live in the pain. But what's all that worth to us in the end? Just more and more pain that we've plopped on top of ourselves. Jesus actually gives us the model 
by which we can live our lives at peace, that even when we are hurt and in pain and people have even tortured us, we can say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Psalm 22 doesn't end in defeat. Psalm 22 has actually continues to build in this crescendo of praise where it says in verse 24, for he has not despised or disdained the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. I guarantee you, if you are in pain because of something someone has done to you, if you are in pain because of something that someone has done to someone you love, God has heard your cry. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.